You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. Mumbai has sailed into qualifier two of this T20 season, completely destroying Lucknow in Wednesday's eliminator with some super tight bowling and fielding. Rohit Sharma's team scored one eighty-two for eight, but were in all sorts of control during the chase with three runouts in the Lucknow lineup. It was a complete masterclass in how to defend a total, with Aksh, uh, Akash Madhwal uh, being an absolute star of the night for Mumbai with a fiver. Ayaz. Memon, of course, is with me. I ask, with a win like this, I mean, it just brings a smile to your face, doesn't it? I mean, even if you weren't a Mumbai supporter. <laughs> yeah, I think look, Mumbai have been on a surge. You know, I mean, they've been on the surge upwards over the last maybe couple of weeks. They've been winning most of the matches. They lost the odd match, but I think overall, when you look at how the team has been performing, what's been happening, in which which has not been noticed too much, is that the bowling has started coming good. The batting lineup is very impressive. Yes, Rohit is not making enough runs, but the others are. And uh, once they get a decent total, I think the bowlers have come kind of, you know, they put their hands up and are uh, are, are defending scores or winning matches. And and the guy who's making it possible is not just Piyush Chawla, uh, who was their main wicket taker, but uh, Akash Mahadal, who's who's been actually the surprise weapon. You know, I mean, he's picked up the other match the other day at the Vankhede, he picked up four wickets. And now in this match, five for five. I mean, this is hardly ever. It's among the rarest of rare bowling analysis that you might see in a T20 game. That is true, and we will talk a lot more about uh, this match and Akash Madhwal as well. But let me take you all through the score. This one's going to take a bit of time getting you all the details. Mumbai were put into bat first and managed one eighty-two for eight at Chepauk. Skipper Rohit Sharma's rough season continued as he got out on eleven of ten. Ishan Kishan too didn't make much, and Mumbai were thirty-eight for two in four point two overs. Not exactly the perfect start. The uh, the man who was having a perfect night though was Naveen Olhak as he picked some big wickets. Kids. First, he got Rohit, then Cameron Green on 41, Surya Kumar Yadav on 33, and then Tilak Verma on 26. I mean, if there ever was like an all-star lineup in this season of wickets in a four-wicket haul. But going back to Mumbai's innings, and after the initial wicket, Surya and Cameron had actually stitched, stitched together a 66-run third-wicket stand. But Naveen's wickets just completely disrupted the team's momentum. By the time he was done, Mumbai were 162 for six. But Nehal Vadera's final flourish of a 23. Three of twelve helped Mumbai get to one eighty-two for two. Lucknow's chase started well. Two boundaries off Vandoff in the first over itself, but Prarak Mankar got out to Madhwal in the second on three. Chris Jordan then sent back the other opener. Kyle Mears on eighteen and Lucknow were twenty-three for two. In 3.2 overs, Marcus Toynis and skipper Krunal Pandya then stitched together a 46-run stand, during which Toynis was dropped on five by Vadera. May have cost Mumbai, uh, as he went on to score five in that over, 16 in the next. The partnership was sailing at one point with Piyush Chawla. Uh, once again, uh, got Mumbai a breakthrough. Pandya out on eight of eleven, and that is where started the downward spiral for Lucknow. The next over saw Akash Madhwal pick two wickets. Akash Padoni on one and Nicholas Puran on a duck, and then they, at which point they were seventy-five for five after ten overs, needing another hundred and eight runs. Huda and Stoinis were batting, and they could have been dangerous together, but for some terrible runouts that became the ongoing theme of the rest of the chase. Stoinis and Huda 
Buddha actually collided while taking a run and Stoinis was run out. And then in the next over, some tricky work by Cameron Green and Rohit Sharma got Gotham out. And then it was a dash to the batter's end between Naveen Haq and Deepak Huda for the third run out of the night. It was just a matter of time then and Akash Madhwal picked the final wicket in the 17th over to bowl Lucknow out for 101. Mumbai won by uh, 81 runs. Uh, Ayaz, a win, um, you know, like this for Mumbai, terrible start when they batted. But with the ball, each of the 11 were amazing on the field, weren't they? I mean, apart from that one drop catch, they were just amazing to watch. Yeah, I mean, they were a supercharged team. I think they were aiming for a score of about 170. They didn't know what had happened, uh, you know, in the previous game. Chennai, uh, you know, beating... Gujarat uh, scoring just about what 172 and winning that match quite comfortably. So they knew this Chipok pitch, you know, I mean 200 would have been, of course, a fantastic total, but it's not easy to chase even 175, 180, and that's how it. That's what you know, kind of, as as the match unraveled, we saw uh, that in fact, forget about getting to 170, 180. Uh, Lucknow just caved in, and I think that uh, you know Mumbai hurt them in the batting. I think down the down the order, Mumbai batsmen made runs. So there was Cameron Green, there was, uh, you know, there was uh, Vadhera who made runs. There was just about everybody who batted uh, got the runs and got them to a score where which which they could defend. But what was impressive was the manner in which Mumbai defended. You've talked about their fielding. I think they were electrifying in the field, including Rohit Sharma, who was all over. You know, I mean, he was he was in the thick of it. Uh, and then of course there was a you know. Cameron Green, he's such a big guy, rangy fellow, uh, who was also diving all over the place. Tim David, who's been their outstanding fielder right through the season, and so on. But what really impressed me is that throughout the season, we've been kind of saying Mumbai's batting is damn strong, the bowling isn't as strong. But now, he, heading, you know, they just to win away from being in the final, the bowling is looking sharper, looking better, looking more resourceful, looking penetrative. And I think that's the biggest gain that has come across in the last couple of matches that Mumbai has played. That is true. I mean, so many young players stepping up for Mumbai. Akash Madhwal, of course, had a magical night. But since it's your call, I'm just going to ask you who your player of the match was. It's a no-brainer today. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've been kind of uh, been caught on, on the, the wrong fence. foot a couple of times <laughs> or, or on the fence. But this 5 for 5 in 4 overs, mm. where can you get, you know, bowling analysis like that? And I think the clincher... The fell blow was getting Nicholas Puran out first ball. Golden duck for Nicholas Puran. The match was over for me, at least then and then. You know, all the runouts that happened later were, yeah, I mean, they were almost comical to watch, you know, as, as the match progressed. But Nicholas Puran was the big wicket that Mumbai knew because he's such a dangerous player. But I must mention here that I was a little surprised that they didn't play Quinton Decock at all, as I mentioned. Uh, and then, of course, the batting order has all baffled me right through the season. You know, in some of the earlier matches, Nicholas Puran and some of the, you know, Deepak Uda has been promoted. Badoni has been held back. So has Nicholas Puran. So has Toynes. They just didn't seem to have a settled batting order. And it, it started telling on the team when they're chasing, you know, big scores. Barring one match, which I remember, which they played beautifully, brilliantly, was against Bangalore at Bangalore. And, you know, that was when Toynes and Puran both got... Both played blazing knocks and won them a very difficult match. But apart from that, every time Lucknow has been put under pressure, they've, they've come unstuck. 
that is true and just talking about lucknow's batting a little more i mean you know uh, when puran's wicket fell what uh, that was the end, by the end of the 10th over they were 75 for 5 needing another 108 from 60 i mean that still seemed manageable but then just that run out the, the manner in which marcus toyne has got run out i mean the commentators were <laughs> laughing but you know uh, it, it, it's not that they don't know like you were saying before before uh, we reco- started recording this podcast it's not like they don't know how to run between the wickets but after a certain point they just get frazzled right i mean three runouts in one match back to back i mean it's not just about not them not knowing how to take a run between the wickets that's true i think i, I think puran's was the big blow uh, because stoinis was still there and going great guns and stoinis's wicket or run out uh, just kind of took the you know completely uh, psychologically spooked them there was no there was no way they could win this match now at after 10 overs 75 yeah 75 for 5 you still had a chance but the man who was in the middle at that point in time or who walked out was deepak hooda who's been struggling right through the season so it was always going to be a challenge unless stoinis battled right battled right till the end and then he got out in the most you know ridiculous fashion that run out you know, i mean if two batsmen are running headlong into each other then obviously something else is in their minds apart from completing the run. <laughs> oh, that is true. But let's just talk about Rohit Sharma. I know he didn't have a good day with the bat. I mean, you know, we spoke a lot about him scoring that half century in the last game. So when you don't score many runs, you know, in such a big, in a knockout game, but to still come back from that and be completely on fire in the field. I mean, you know, I mean, it was just, he was like, he... Yeah, he was everywhere, and that just sort of also boosts the morale of the rest of the team, and that's what we saw, right? I mean, some of the runouts were the one between him and Cameron Green, where he got, where they got uh, Gotham out. That was just like a little bit of trickery, a little bit of smartness, but it was just when everything works together, it just does, right? He was a live wire in the field. I I can't remember watching Rohit hmm. like this. He's actually a brilliant fielder. He's got such great ball sense and lovely hands. He's a fantastic catcher, as we know, even as a ground fielder. Sometimes you can say about, you can talk about his speed, which may not be like some other players we know. Uh, you know, he's not as athletic. But you know, on on this day in this match, he was he was you know he was doing he was like Carl Lewis all over the place, running herring after the ball and you know even hitting the stumps directly. So I I think Rohit was all charged up. He's, you know, is the most loosely used phrase or term in in T20 cricket is. you know players should show intent and you know he showed intent and more in this match i think he sensed it now that you know another title is within my team's grasp and therefore also his grasp and he's kind of urging his players he make as a captain there's no question that he's got uh, you know he's got great acumen as you know we've discussed this earlier and you were wondering at one point in time whether he should drop himself from the team uh, because he was not getting runs but i think his value comes through uh as a captain you know and that's 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 really what the only other guy we can think of in that in that fashion is my ms dhoni so who knows it could be a final between ms dhoni and ms dhoni's team and rohit sharma's team we'll have to wait and see yeah that will be a nice one but uh, you know what next for lucknow uh, we do know i mean they're not short of batters there's kl rahul who's going to of course be back next season they did not play quinton decock for a large part of the season because kyle mayer started firing right at the top before the south africans joined but do you feel selection could be uh, something they could work on or some you know maybe plug some holes in the bowling order of course i mean look you know quinton decock hardly played you know a few matches just played a few matches uh kyle mayer's played most of the matches he started off extremely well but towards the end he was, you could make out that he was 
you know, losing his his uh, his focus and his momentum. And Marcus Stoinis batted quite superbly, but he didn't bowl much, you know. And you picked him as an all-rounder in the squad, so you were actually you were always a bowler short in that sense. And to compensate for him not bowling, then you have to, you know, what one of the things which we saw in this lineup today, they had a very long tail, unlike Mumbai, who didn't have a very long tail. So, you know, these are areas in which they have to make up. Nicholas Pullen has been a bit of a hit and miss. Uh, when he gets going, he's brilliant. But, you know, it seems like consistency is not his, his greatest virtue. So, and that's something that they need to kind of think about also more seriously. Just the one last question. Now, the next match is on Friday. That is the knockout match of this playoffs. Mumbai versus Gujarat. The winner, of course, goes to play Chennai in the final on Friday. Gujarat is all about Shubman Gill. That's all anybody talks about. Mumbai are on fire, as we've seen today. You know, I mean, they will be high on confidence as well. But the match, of course, is in Ahmedabad. So, how do you see that one going on? I think the previous match, Mumbai beat them, didn't they? I mean, uh, they had some heroics from uh, Rashid Khan, who made, uh, who hit 10 sixes, and you know, he taken four wickets. But that is a match they, they, which they lost, Gujarat. So Gujarat is a very strong team. Uh, they they ran up against you know Chennai in Chennai, which is why they lost. But I think they also have some little bit some issues, niggling issues. For instance, Hardik Pandya hasn't bowled much in this, this season and in the last few matches he's not, not made too many runs. So it's becoming a, you know, they've got very strong bowling attack. They've got Shami, they've got uh, Rashid Khan, they've got Noor Ahmad and so on. And they've got Shubman Gill, who's, who's their stellar player, perhaps the stellar player of the tournament, stellar batsman. But is that good enough to win? I would say they need to be beware of Mumbai. Mumbai is looking really hungry to me. Hungry for success. And he's not saying that only because he lives in Mumbai. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. No, no, I think the last couple of games they've been just they've just been so aggressive and so focused. And look at the look at the array of talent. I mean, you know, apart from Green and Green and Tim David and Sky and Madhwal now coming good and Piyush Chawla and of course there's Rohit Sharma. The law of averages tells me that Rohit is due for a big one. That is true. So anyway, we will of course be back on Friday with the result of uh, the last of the knockouts. Thank you so much, Ayaz, for taking time out. Thanks, Mangabi. Catch up on Friday. Bye-bye. That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banai. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu and Anjali Palord. And a special thanks to our guest, Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quint's podcast. 